Happy New Year, all that other kind of stuff. Let's get at it. Um, my name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. want to get off to a quick start. We're going to continue on our immigration series part two. Immigration series part one was the previous one. We did that last year. It's been a year since I've done a stream. Amen. Um, that stream was focusing on a couple different things. It is a scholarly review of immigration. One of the problems in America, amongst others, is that our knowledge is built on assumptions and things that we don't validate. So in order to understand the fundamental law, slow down and understand the words. Last time we spoke about immigration part one, where we defined citizen, we defined nation, we defined people. All of those things are specific in the law. We spoke about and covered uh, Vittel from Law of Nations. And the key idea in the international law, Law of Nations, is that when someone leaves their nation, their nation has to let them. And the idea is that, is that if you leave your nation, Vittel says, you're probably a coward. So there needs to be the release of the nation. There needs to be an examination of the motivation for the alien. And then today we're going to speak about the rights of the people that are already here. If I have my home, you can't just come in my home just because you want to. But see, most people in America who don't like illegal immigration, don't like the mass migration, the demographic change, they don't actually know the law. They just don't like stuff. And our politics has trained people to complain instead of claim. We don't claim our rights in the law. We complain about stuff we don't like. The podcasters do this. Conservative celebrity politicians do this. They complain. They don't claim. So in order to claim your rights and assert power in the law, you need to know the law. You need to undo a lot of the bad information and a lot of the bad knowledge. To that extent, I will, by you know, Lord willing... Look at um, this. I didn't load it. Hold on. Let me let me pause this real fast. Um, this is a bee that is having a parasite pulled out of him. Now, this bee having a parasite pulled out of him. Let me wind this back. This is a bee having a parasite pulled out of him. I want you to see the graphic visualization of a bee um, having a parasite pulled out of him. So, let's go. Now, ostensibly, that bee can fly. It can do its job. It can eat pollen and, you know, not eat pollen, but it can collect pollen and do the things. But the parasite got in there. And the parasite was obstructing or impairing the way, the natural function of the bee. Keep that in mind as we move forward. I want to start this year, if I may, with Proverbs chapter 2, verse 5 through 9. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 5 through 9, King James Bible. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler, that's a shield, to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of the judgment and persevere and preserveth the way of his saints. Then Shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. 
Folks, the Bible was written for us to have knowledge of salvation. And God is so good that salvation is not just salvation from sin, which is what the gospel is focusing on. Salvation for the remission of your sin. Uh, you know, hearing the uh, hearing the the gospel message of the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, believing it, confessing your sins, repenting of your sins, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the response to get the salvation from Christ. Now, when that happens, your sins aren't counted against you. That's not just the stop. That's, that's, not, that's not the end. That's the beginning. The Bible says that you are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So the purpose of that new creation is to bring God's wisdom to build his house, to build his kingdom, to call the lost to, to repentance, to call them to the salvation message. And in our government, in the law, the Bible directly applies to government. I mean, look at that. Verse 10. Excuse me, verse 9. Then shalt uh, thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When you have wisdom, it's pleasant to your soul. When the people have God's wisdom, it's good, it's righteous, we get good government. So let's get good government. To that extent, let's slow back down and let's go back to the words. What I want to do, Lord willing, is so we just showed the bee parasite video. Uh, remember, uh, Joe Biden is DOJ. This is from last year, but it's really last week. Um, Biden admin threatens to sue Texas if Texas state arrests and deport immigrants, deports immigrants. And this is where there are, as, as I said in, in part one, there's a headlines in through the eyes, in through the ears for the key terrain, which is your mind, which is the, which gets the prize of the soul. Right? Your heart will be the conviction, and what your head thinks reflects what your heart wants. So when headlines invade your eyes and your ears to you know, dominate the key terrain in your head, that's reflecting what your heart wants. And if you only ever get headlines that are based on power epistemologies, power politics, us versus them, if this is all your head and your ears and your eyes are always hearing and seeing, then this is the bombardment. This is where you need to discern using the Bible. I don't want to go off on a rant because there's a lot of people say that my discernment tells me. No, no, no. Read the freaking Bible and shut up with the my discernment. It's the Bible says stuff and then there's stuff that the Bible doesn't say. Anyway, the DOJ wrote a letter to uh, Abbott. Abbott is the um, governor of Texas, basically saying, Dear Abbott, uh, Texas, recently, uh, te Texas recently enacted Senate Bill SB4, which will become fe uh, effective, federal on, uh, you know, effective on March 5th, 2024. The law purports to create new state crimes, blah, 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 blah. Let's go down to this second paragraph, because that's where we're going to focus on. The U.S., and keep in mind, keep in mind the B. Hold the bee with the parasite coming out of the bee in your head as I read this. The U.S. Constitution tasks the federal government with regulating immigration and controlling international borders. That right there is a freaking hoax. And then they just, he, this attorney quotes Arizona versus United States 567 U.S. 387 2012. And then he quotes, the, the government of the United States has broad, undoubted power over the subject of immigration and the status of non-citizens. That is exactly what we are going to laser focus in on today. We are going to focus, we're going to laser focus on that and we're going to destroy that showing fundamental law.
So strap in, let's get ready, and let's do this thing. Before we do this, I'd like you to go and sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Not only is this the way that I get support for doing what I do for free, no ads, no sponsors, no promo codes, but this is how you take your shopping, you're already doing, and you switch it over to American manufacturing. Fight the globalists with the dollars that you're already spending. Be smart. Sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, myself, or someone that's tied with me, that's with me, We'll give you a call, walk you through it, explain all the details, no hassle. It's a $19 membership for the year. Uh, quit anytime, no hassle, no penalties, no cost, no nothing like that. It's a great opportunity. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have already done it. If you want your dollars to be functioning as bullets in the economy, do that by signing up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. So this, um, this letter from the DOJ to Texas Threatening Abbott, threatening the state of Texas. We're going to sue you if people have the parasite in their mind. If people are the bee and they got a parasite up in them, they need to have the parasite freaking taken out. God bless, Lord willing, that's what we're going to be doing today. The very first thing I want to do is I want to do a, um, you know, going going back to the words. The, the idea that we're going to cover today, the thesis, if there's a thesis, the thesis is states are not the federal government. The federal government is not the states. So in order to accomplish that, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking up a couple different words. The very first word we're going to look up, and we're not taking anything for granted. And folks, I'm not trying to insult your intelligence. I'm trying to get the parasite out of your mind. I'm trying to make it to where the indoctrination is out of your head. So the very first word we're going to look up is constitution. We ain't going to be playing today. We're going to do Constitution. Here's my Black's Law Fourth Dictionary. Black's, oh, come on, camera. And of course, I opened up to the wrong word. What is this, H? I don't want to be an H. Who cares about H? Um, uh, where you at, Constitution? I have it marked. There we go. Constitution. Constitution. Where's my handy dandy? Come on, camera. Come on, camera. Here we go. Oh, boy. Come on, camera. Constitution. The organic and fundamental, sorry, let me try to back up. Oh, shoot. The organic and fundamental law of a nation or state, which may be written or unwritten. Remember that. Remember, written or unwritten. Remember that. Remember that. Establishing the character and conception of its government. Laying the basic principles to which its internal life is to be conformed. Organ organizing the government. Uh, where are we at? And regulating, distributing, and limiting the functions of its different departments. Look at that. The Constitution does what? It regulates, it distributes, and it limits. So constitutions will regulate, which is to make things regular, to administer, to govern. It distributes, which means that it chooses to give powers here. It chooses to give powers there. And it does what? Limits, which means the power of government is automatically not unlimited. It is limited. It limits the functions, which is what is able to be done, of its different, which means they're not all the same, departments which means there's various sub-elements underneath and as acting as part of government. And prescribing, which is a way of saying you will do 
right? You're writing, prescribing, you're writing down what you will do. The extent and manner of the exercise of sovereign powers. So the Constitution is written by those who have sovereign powers. Do you understand that? A charter of government deriving its whole authority from the governed. Now we'll get into that, but then I want to do this. I want to do one last part. And my camera is not... Uh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, God. Um, Constitution. In America law, the written instrument agreed upon by the people. So the people are before the written instrument, right? Remember whenever it said written or unwritten? So in America law, in American law, the Constitution is written. It's a written instrument. It's a piece of paper. A piece of paper, right? It's a contract agreed upon by the people. So the people agreed, which means the people existed before the instrument did. So before the instrument did, the people did. Of the union or a particular state. Ooh, look at that. You've got the union or a particular state, which means the state is not the union. The union is not the state, which means the state has a constitution and the union has a constitution. Do you understand that? How many states we got? 50. How many constitutions we got? 51. As the absolute absolute unquestionable there is no other higher nor greater power rule of action and decision for all departments and officers of the government in respect to all the points covered by it now what does this mean respect to all the points covered by it what does the constitution do the constitution does what it regulates distributes and limits the functions so the written instrument the written instrument is going to tell the government what the government can do. Which means, if it doesn't tell the government it can do something, the government can't do that. Do you understand? Which must control until it shall be changed by the authority which established it. Now, if the people agreed upon the instrument, who are the authority that made the Constitution? People. This means that if it has to be until the it's changed by the authority which established it, it means people is the authority which established what? The Constitution. And in opposition to which any act or ordinance of any such department or officer is null and void. In opposition, which means that there is a direction, there's an intent, there is a purpose. And if you go against that purpose, it is null and void. That's what we're gonna be covering today. Now, the second uh, word I wanna cover is corporation. And there's a lot of bad law teaching out there, a bunch of gurus that talk about in the law world, the government's a corporation. The government's been taken over by a corporation. I repent. I used to be one of these people, and I was certainly learning um, the fake hoax internet law talking about this garbage. Don't believe it. Every government is a corporation. Always has been, always will be. Why? Because a corporation is an artificial person or legal entity created by or under the authority of the laws of a state or nation. What did we learn last time was the definition of state or nation? People. So if people create, first of all, people have the authority. Secondly, people create the laws. We just read in the Constitution where people agreed to it and people have the sovereign authority to change it. Right? Composed in some rare instances of a single person or a successors being the incumbents of a particular office, blah, 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 goes on, goes down. But it says body politic. There's all sorts of good stuff here. But when you slow down and read the words, you understand what they what they mean. Their, their meaning has a lot of, uh, their word has a lot of meaning. 
An artificial person or being endowed by law, which means it was given by law. Who, who, who gives the law? People. Where did we read that? We read that in the definition of constitution. The constitution was created, was written by people. It was agreed to by people. So if the constitution is the law, then the people agreed to the law, which means the people laid down the law, which means whenever an artificial person or being is given by law with the capacity of perpetual succession, what are we talking about? We're talking about a derivative being, something that's fake, something that's created as a derivation of what was already established by people. So if people create the law and they lay down the law, then the derivating or the derivative powers and entities, the corporations, are always going to be downstream from this law. Consisting either of a single individual, corp you know, termed a, so a corporation sole, I'm a sole proprietorship. No, you're a freaking hoax, bro, because what you're telling people is that you're a fictitious entity. Or of a collection of several individuals, which is termed a corporate aggregate. An intellectual body created by law. See, it's created by law. It's created by law. Well, who writes the law? The people. Composed of individuals united under a common name, the members of which succeed each other so that the body continues always the same, notwithstanding the change of individuals who compose it, or, uh, and which, for certain purposes, is considered a natural person. Now, this is powerful because this is showing that corporations are just entities created by law. That's it. That's, that's all it is. And if the people have the power to create government, which is what the Constitution is, then the people who create the government can give government the power to then create corporations. That's all your pharmaceutical companies, that's your Black Rocks, that's your banks, that's, that's anything. Anything acting in commerce is going to be a corporation, but don't miss the fact that the corporation is also a government. And the government is a corporation. Now, for purposes of this topic, let's go to the word naturalize. Let's go to the word naturalize. There's my bank card that I got in the mail. Let's go to the word naturalize. Uh, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Um, naturalize. Um, ba -ba 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 -bum. Naturalize. To confer citizenship. Remember how we read citizenship last time? And citizenship is not the same as people. Citizenship is a status of um, that, that entity where you get benefits. So to naturalize is to confer, give citizenship which is uh, a status that has benefits upon an alien last time we looked up alien alien means foreigner to make a foreigner the same so in order to naturalize you're making someone who is a foreigner the same as a member of that body so we're going to naturalize you we're going to make you the same as everybody else in respect to rights and privileges as if he were a native citizen or subject this is important because we're going to understand the given powers of government. Remember, if the Constitution was written by people, and that's the law, and the corporation, which is a government, always has been, always will be, speaks about how there's going to be a permanent succession, then the government, which is a corporation, has to move by the law. And if the naturalize is to give citizenship, which is benefits and a status, of that body, of that uh, corporation, to make a foreigner the same in respect to rights and privileges as if he were a native citizen or subject. Now, let's go to immigration. 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 We go to immigration. Where are you at, immigration? Immigration. 
Uh, I just had it. Where you at? Immigration. Here we go. Immigration. The coming into a country of foreigners for purposes of permanent residence. The correlative term immigration denotes the act of such persons in leaving their former country. Now recognize that immigration is about coming to a country and naturalization is about, you know, functionally onboarding them and making them the same as people in the country. Does that make sense? So immigration is coming to the country and naturalization is making them the same inside the country. Okay? Last word we're going to look up is trust. Trust. We're going to look up trust. And I don't think I marked it, but that's fine. Trust. Here we go. A right of property. Ooh, this is so powerful. Real or personal, held by one party for the benefit of another. And trust is, is just massive. But for purposes of what we want, we want to look up a public trust. Public trust. One constituted. Ooh, constituted. What's that come from? Constitution. One constituted for the benefit either of the public at large or some considerable portion of it answering a particular description. What could be particularly described? A constitution. What does a constitution do? Doesn't it particularly describe the regulation, distribution, and governing of the powers and principles to the government? Hmm. Wow. Amazing. Public trusts and charitable trusts may be considered in general as synonymous expressions. So a public trust is one constituted for the benefit of the public at large or some considerable portion. Answering a particular description. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Let's go right here. Let's uh, click this button. All right, let's go to our um, screen and let's look at, I want to first bring it up here. Let's do our first constitution. Let's go here. Here's your U.S. Constitution. You go to Ballotpedia, just look up any of your constitutions. Uh, and by the way, if anything, if any of this is uh, helpful or it's good, you can go get your air roasted coffee at humblewb.coffee. Join the membership there. You get direct uh, benefit to your home of delicious air roasted coffee. The benefit is the coffee. The mission is um, to distribute Bibles around the world and around the nation because we want people to love and know Jesus Christ. We want people to have the wisdom. Go to humblewb.coffee to get delicious air roasted coffee. Um, join that membership there. It's going to be a blessing. Uh, United States Constitution. Let's go to legislative branch. Remember, the Constitution is that written document. Ooh, i got to show that first. Let's first go to John Locke. So you can go get this. It's free online, the Online uh, Library of Liberty. I would much rather you go get the actual book, but this is John Locke's Two Treaties of Civil Government, and it was first published in 1689. John Locke is an authority on the U.S. Constitution, so when you use John Locke, you're telling people in government what the government actually stands for. This is what our founders... Um, uh, you know, our, our founders looked to John Locke to understand uh, what was up. So let's go to page 168. Did I, do, did I do that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so this is of paternal, political, and despotical power considered together. So um, this is where uh, he's going to say, I have occasion to speak there separately. Uh, I suppose arisen from confounding the distinct powers with another. It may not perhaps be amiss to consider them together. Right? He's talking about power, but this is where he's going to say political power. So this is John Locke, section 171. It's book two, chapter 15, I think. What, wait, what was the chapter? Uh, oh, excuse me, it's chapter, yeah, chapter 15, duh. Secondly, 
Political power is that power which every man having in the state of nature has given up into the hands of society, and therein to the governors, whom the society hath set over itself. With this, get this, with this express or tacit trust. Your government is an express or tacit trust. Remember when I said, remember, unwritten or written, unwritten or written, your constitution is an express trust. The trust is one that's established to hold the property for the benefit of the others. So the property that your government holds is power. What power does did people, what power do people give to government? That is identified and outlined in your constitution. Not just your uh, federal constitution, your 50 state constitutions. We'll get to Arizona here in a little bit. But these are the 50 state constitutions. There's 50 of them. Don't say, well, there's only one constitution. You're a moron. So if the, the powers, right? If the powers, if the political power which every man has in the state of nature, he's given that into the hands of the society. And the reason why he's given it, if you read Locke, is to protect his property. Property is just is not just the stuff, the physical stuff that you own. It's everything about who you are. It's about your person. It's about your family. It's about your home. It's about your ideas. It's about your ways and your customs. It's about your safety, including the perception of your safety. The perception of your safety is property. Why? Because if if you know the hordes of Mongolia are coming into your house, you have the power to defend yourself without asking the permission of anybody, yeah? And if that's the case, you have the ability to defend yourself, defend your property, defend other people, and you don't got to ask nobody. Why? Because you have that power. That power is, you know, your, your safety is in your power. And so when people create societies, they do so voluntarily. And based on the wisdom of Jesus Christ, which is what our founding fathers had, because they read the Bible, they voluntarily entered into the society and they established the law by writing it down in a constitution, which is a piece of paper. And by the wisdom of God, writing things down and saying, this is the law, has governed the society and changed the world. And so whenever the government's doing something, we are going to go back to the original law, the fundamental law, and we're going to say, listen, this is an express or tacit trust. We did not give you those powers. You were not granted that authority. You do not have that. You should not do that. That's what we're going to be doing. So John Locke, chapter 15, section book 2. Chapter 15, section 171, calls government an express or tacit trust, right? That it shall be employed for their good and the preservation of their property, right? This is what everyone has. This is what we do. This is the, this is the purpose of government. Now, the U.S. Constitution is a constitution. It's written. It has regulations. It has uh, limitations. It has grants. It has where the power comes from. So this Article 1, United States Constitution, says what? These are the powers of Congress, right? Um, all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States. So here's the legislative powers. The legislative powers are given, granted. That's what this means, granted. See, express or tacit trust, right? A trust is pro where property is given for the benefit of others. 
political power is what everyone has, and they give it to government by writing it down. A constitution literally tells you what you can and can't do. Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution literally tells the Congress, here's where you've got all legislative powers. The judicial doesn't have legislative power. The executive doesn't have judicial power. The states don't have this judicial power because they've granted it to the federal government. So now we need to know what the federal government has the power to do. If the federal Congress is writing legislation, what powers do they have? Let's go down here to Section 8. Section Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution. The one that's been destroying our nation the biggest is this, to regulate commerce right there. That's, that's how most of these godless commies do it. But let's go down. Uh, I want to, oh, right here. To establish, right here, to establish a uniform rule of naturalization. The Constitution says naturalization. The Constitution is an express trust. So the express trust of the United States Constitution does not say immigration. The express trust of the U.S. Constitution says naturalization. Remember that. Mark the time in this video. The U.S. Constitution says naturalization. It does not say immigration. We saw the definitions. Immigration is not naturalization. And naturalization is not immigration. They are different. They are different. Now, why would the case be to establish a uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States? Now, remember, if government is a corporation, and it always has been, when you hear United States, you, because you've been trained and you've been educated to think like this, you literally see that map of the United States in your head. You see Florida to the bottom right. You see Texas bordering Mexico. You see the border of Canada and you see the California coastline. And then based on what map you've memorized in your head, you kind of see uh, Hawaii put right by Alaska kind of down to the bottom. Right? Like it's, it's not actually geographically arrayed the way that it is in real life. It's, it's uh, pictorially displayed and imprinted on your mind the map that you've been taught. And you've been taught that's the United States. And because you've been taught that's the United States, in your brain, you do not think that the United States is on paper. You do not think that. And because you do not think that, they'll say, well, establish a uniform rule of naturalization across everything. Now, what am I trying to get at? What I'm trying to get at is, is, uh, is this. In your brain, in our brain, we've been taught that naturalization is immigration, that immigration is naturalization. That's what we've been taught. That's what literally, that is the mind virus. That is the, that is the parasite on this issue. The United States federal government was not given powers in the U.S. Constitution for immigration. Period. Period. They were given a uniform rule. They were given the power to do what? To establish a uniform rule of naturalization. Naturalization is about making foreigners, making aliens the same as those people who are here naturally, natively. To make them equal in the, side, in this, in the eyes of the law. But I'll go one step further. Because this is a uniform rule of naturalization for the United States. The United States is not Oklahoma.
The United States is not Florida, not Texas, not Wyoming, not New York, not Maine, not California. You get my point? They're not the same thing. They're different. They're different. Now, this is where I want to get to the... Um, this is where I want to get back to the... Um, let me do this. This is what the DOJ letter uh, wrote. The DOJ letter wrote, The U.S. Constitution tasked the federal government with regulating immigration and controlling international borders. Does, it, does the Constitution say that? Does Show me, dumb attorney, show me, Department of Justice, where the U.S. Constitution tasks... You notice, how, you notice how they get the idea of the U.S. Constitution is doing something. So the U.S. Constitution is tasking, which means it's granting. Remember the, the definition of Constitution was talking about distributing. It's distributing powers. Did the Constitution distribute powers to the federal government to regulate immigration and control international borders? Do you see how these people play word games? The U.S. Constitution is an express trust the express trust means that only what is specifically written is the law. If it's not specifically written, it's not in there. You can't look at the Constitution and say, well, it doesn't say it's not in control of immigration, so we can just do that. That's wrong. It's a freaking hoax. Because what that does is it actually breaches the Constitution. The Constitution was designed to bind government. Remember the definition. Limiting. Distributing regulating and you can't do it outside of what the sovereign power established so if the people give power to government to defend their rights and protect their property and the people did not give the federal government the power to regulate immigration why is the doj saying they had the u.s constitution tasked the federal government with regulating immigration and controlling international borders no they don't it's a freaking hoax, and I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you right here. He quotes right there, U.S., uh, was it, Arizona versus United States, 557 U.S. 387-394-12, or uh, 2012. That right there is this. This is that court case, and you always want to read the case. You uh, don't, ever, don't ever do what these dumb attorneys do right here. Don't ever just do this. Nope, not that. Don't ever just do this. Nope, not that. This. Don't ever just look at that and be like, well, he said, look at that. That quote, the government of the United States has broad, undoubted power. Does that sound like an express trust to you? Does that sound like express trust language? Broad, undoubted power. Undoubted power. That's really powerful language. Over the subject of immigration. Ooh, these guys. These people are so, they're just, they're just, they're so sneaky. Anyway, let's get back to the Constitution. Excuse me, let's get back to this court case. So this is a Supreme Court case, Arizona versus United States. This is what the Biden administration is threatening to sue um, Abbott over. So let's go down here to the opinion. Very first thing, Justice Kennedy, and, and you know, yes, he's a godless commie Democrat. He's a liberal justice. Don't let that distract you. That is another, You well, put it this way, you saying, well, that's a Democrat appointed judge is another form of... We don't care. We don't care about liberal judges or conservative judges or old judges or young judges. We care about the law. 
if you politicize the the political nature, if the political nature of the appointed magistrate is how you start to filter and interpret what they say, then you've already not looked at the law. You're already not looking at the law. You're now giving that magistrate the power such that it's like, oh no, we got to get the right judges because if the liberals get in, then they'll destroy America. And this is how power politics creates an us versus them rivalry. This is a radical left is destroying America. We on the right need to vote MAGA. All right. No, this is this, that's a hoax. That's a hoax because these guys are leveraging case law. And that's exactly what this is. This is looking at, if you have the parasite in your mind that hasn't been pulled out, that Justice Kennedy is a Democrat-appointed judge, and so he's a liberal, so everything he says is wrong, that is the superficial, dismissive, uh, undisciplined, non-diligent perspective. That is a, you are a slave, you're always going to be manipulated as long as someone can come out and say, I got, well, I, mean, <laughs> I do have a, a, a coffee private membership association. It's humblewb.coffee. But if someone comes out, a podcaster comes out with a promo code and says, well, here's my coffee promo code and here's my, my promo code to get sleep stuff. Um, did you know that this liberal justice set precedence? Oh, well, how about you read the law? This is a quaint idea. How about you read the law? Look, look at this. To address pressing issues. So just stop right there. Just stop. Stop, stop, stop. The purpose of this case, Arizona versus United States, begins what? To address pressing issues. That implies that there's a controversy. Something's happening. So this doesn't just happen in a vacuum. Okay? And this is a state, Arizona, versus United States. So what is this? These are two entities. These are two corporations, each with their own constitution. That is critical, folks. So you've got Arizona. They have a constitution. And you've got the United States. They got a constitution. So both of them have granted powers. They've got prohibitions of use, prohibition of function. And they have their different jurisdictions. And this is what's going on. To address pressing issues related to the large number of aliens within its borders who do not have a lawful right to be in this country. That is powerful, folks. Stop. Just stop right there. The reason why this case is coming is because why? There are pressing issues that are related to, which means they're, they're adjacent to, which means that if there is a large number of foreigners, there will be pressing issues. What could the issue be if there's a large number of foreigners coming into the borders? Whose borders? Arizona's borders. We saw part one. The state has the sole sovereignty over its borders and everything inside. If you think the United States is that map, that territorial map in your head, if you think that, that is the issue. That's the parasite. Get that parasite out of your head. The parasite in your head is that the territorial United States is what the U.S. Constitution governs. 
The U.S. Constitution does not govern the territorial, uh, geographical United States. The United States Constitution is only granting powers to the federal government. So this issue, this pressing issue of foreigners within its borders, which is literally acknowledging Arizona has borders. Literally acknowledging Arizona does have borders. Understand that. Like, slow down and understand that. You know what? Let's let's just do, let's just do this. Where's my where's my where's my pictures? Here's my pictures. Nope, nope. Here we go. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's do an explain sketch. I got a lot of explain sketches. All right, where's my handy dandy? Here we go. And folks, if this is a blessing to you, if it's educating you, informing you, whatever, please go to the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren option. Patriotswitch.com slash Jaren option is a blessing. Um, it helps me out a lot. Here we go. This is your explain sketch. Now let's do state, right? State versus Fed. It's very simple. State. Fed. <laughs> There's the state constitution and the federal constitution. And who are these guys written by? These guys. We the people. We the people wrote the state constitutions and we the people wrote the U.S. Constitution. They're two separate things. They are not the same. There's 50 of these little buggers. They all have your bill of bills. They all have their own bills of rights or declaration of rights or some of them called rights and privileges. But they all, there's 50 of these things. And there's one of these things. But people created the state constitution and people created the federal constitution. Now let's understand this dynamic. This dynamic is, as we say, God creates every God created everything, Genesis 1:1. He accomplished his will for salvation at the gospel uh, with the gospel. There's the death, the burial, the resurrection. That's the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus physically rose from the grave, he said in Matthew 28 verse 18 through 20, uh, that all power in heaven and earth are given to him. Power is important, but all power is given to him, which means power is not competed. It's not rivalrous. It's ordered. Everything is ordered according to way Jesus wants. When Jesus says go, what does he do? He grants that power and he gives us a purpose. What was that purpose? That purpose is the Great Commission to baptize the, the people in the name of the uh, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach the nations to obey uh, all the commands he gives. So when Jesus tells us to go, now we're going. One of the things, remember, rights, one definition of right equals power of free action. That's critical. So when God created everything, he gave you your rights there. He did the gospel to change the covenant. That covenant tells us to go. And what are we doing? We're now using Christ's wisdom to preach the gospel so that people don't go to hell. They get remission from their sins because they've been baptized in the name of Jesus. And now they're applying the wisdom of Jesus to teach the nations to obey. So we first need to recognize that rights come from God, but rights are powers of free action. 
So the founders, because they were the uh, they were Christians, so founders were Christians. So because the founders were Christians, they read their Bible, which means they reserved to themselves what? Rights. What are rights? Rights are powers of free action. What rights do they reserve to themselves? Life, liberty, property, right? All these other things, rights. And then because they read the Bible, they created a trust. That express trust was what? The constitutions. They created the state constitutions and the federal constitutions. But every single one of these constitutions is an express trust. Every single one of them explicitly lays out the powers that these guys give. So the people kept powers to themselves and the people gave powers to government. This government has, all of these governments have a legislature, an executive, and a judicial. Every single one. That's your frame. Every single one of these governments, state constitution and federal constitution, has a legislative branch, an executive branch, and a judicial branch. And all of these powers are distributed by the constitution. Don't believe me? Let's, uh, let's, let's watch these guys talk. Let's watch these guys talk. Um, so it's, it's doing it's, uh, so Arizona is, is dealing with its borders who do not have a lawful right to be in this country, which means that there's such thing as people who don't have a lawful right, which means you need to know what the law is to know what your rights are to be in what this country. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so then we'll go down here and look at this. Uh, look, where to go, 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 where to go. Um, all right, here, here, here. This, this is what this right here, this right here is what uh, Biden's DOJ uh, quoted. Remember, they said the government of the United States has broad, undoubted power over the subject of immigration, the status of non-citizens. Right, but the actual quote is what the government of the United States has broad, undoubted power over the subject of immigration and the status of aliens. You notice how they said non-citizens. <laughs> <laughs> politically correct freaking godless commies so anyway you've got um the status of aliens aliens are foreigners right they're not supposed to be here right and especially if they don't have a lawful right to be in this country that's the issue here so if the government of the united states what does he mean by that does he mean the one that was regulated by the uh by the constitution does he mean the federal constitution or does he mean the state constitutions which one is he talking about See, what this dude has and what every attorney believes, every attorney and most people here believe that the Constitution is this, the federal Constitution, and then it lords over the states. These are your state constitutions, if you believe that, because most people don't even know that the state constitutions are here. We'll call this hoax. Fake. This is hoax and fake. Hoax and fake is that the federal constitution is the supreme, because the, the, the way that they believe this is the supreme law of the land. That's, that's what everyone believes, law of the land. But what they don't understand is that the definition of law of the land is due process. What they, what they conflate it to be, the mind virus, the parasite, is that the federal constitution lords over the state constitutions. And then all the way down here is people. Right? And they call themselves... These are, these are the people. These are the people down here. All the way down here. And this is where you've got your 
tribunals. This is where you've got your stupid, dumb case law. This is where you've got your regulations. You've got all this freaking, you know, kind of downstream and then people down here. And you're over here and, and what do you say? Vote harder. Elect Republicans. Elect true conservatives. Right? This is where I used to be. This is this is what I used to think. Elect true conservatives. Vote harder. You know? Or the favorite one now is MAGA. MAGA! Right? Stepped on some toes there. This, If you say this, you're down here. You a slave. You better be saying Massa. <laughs> you better be saying Massa. Massa mad. When the federal government says something, Massa coming. Massa telling me that I can't do something. He's got tribunals and case law and, and regulation. We don't even learn about our state constitutions because that's where there's a bunch of power. So now the federal government's come down and what they say? What's the federal government says? We're going to sue you. How do we know you're gonna? How how do they know? How do we know they're gonna sue us? The U.S. Constitution tasked the federal government with regulating immigration and controlling the international borders. Really? Show me, bro. Show me where that's at. <laughs> show me. Show me where it's written. Show me where it's written where the federal constitution gives you the power to control immigration and borders. Show me that. Show me that written anywhere. Anywhere. Show it anywhere generally. Just show it. You can use whatever constitution you want. Show me. Show me where the, the federal constitution, the U.S. Constitution, grants the federal government the power to regulate immigration and control the borders. Show me that. Show me. Remember, this is an express trust. Express trust, it has to be written. Why? Because it's a constitution. Remember, constitution could be written or unwritten. John Locke says that the express trust... It's an express or tacit trust. The trust holds property, which are what? Rights. Powers. The people reserve their rights. The people granted powers. What power does people have that they could give? Well, here, you know, they say, hey, go go regulate or go go help for my safety. If the hordes of Mongolia are freaking coming, the, the people said to government, yeah, you guys got the power to use your guns and armies and stuff to uh, help us for, for that. How do I know that? Well, let's go to our U.S. Constitution. U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, says what? Article 4, Section 4. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republican form of government. That's how you know every... Well, it's not how you know, but it is a, it's another tell that every state is a constitutional republic. And shall protect each of them against invasion. Okay, so the federal government can actually... Article 1, Section 8 was what? Article 1, Section 8 of your U.S. Constitution does what? Talks about to declare war, grant letters of mark, reprisal, make rules for concerning captures on land or water, to raise and support armies, right? So the U.S. Constitution grants the federal government the power to raise and support armies, to declare war, to do all these other kinds of things. I don't see anything in here about guarding borders. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't use these things to go to the, to the borders, but it certainly doesn't mean that they're in charge of them. And that's what I'm trying to draw out because this uh, court case says the government of the United States has broad undoubted power over the subject of immigration and the status of aliens. I would look at, um, uh, what's his face, Kennedy, and I would be like, show me that. Show me where that broad undoubted power is over the subject of immigration. Because immigration, remember, let's go back to our, our picture. Immigration 
Immigration is coming too. So oh, hold on, let, let me do another one. Let me do another one. Here's immigration. Here's immigration. We'll call this immigration versus naturalization. Immigration is a uh, uh, foreign place. I'll just say land instead of place. That's a better word. Foreign land. I'll just say home. My home. America. Foreign land to home. So when people come from foreign lands here, that is immigration. Now they have, foreigners have the liberty to travel because God tells us to not forsake the meeting and the gathering of the saints. So you have the freedom to travel God's green earth because God is good and he wants you to uh, explore and enjoy it and because he's good. But just because you can doesn't mean that you can just walk into somebody's home. So these guys have rights and these guys have rights. So these guys can leave, especially if there's like a bad thing going on, war, poverty, whatever. But if they leave, these uh, this nation has to say, yeah, you can go, right? Like we don't mind losing you. But then you got to ask if the home nation or the, excuse me, the foreign land that's letting these guys go says, yeah, you can go. Do we really want people if they're fleeing their nation? Anyway, but these rights are now, what about danger? What about safety? What about customs? Like the way that we do stuff. What about our culture? What about our language? What about all this stuff? Don't we have the right to say, I don't want to be in danger? Not that you. I have to wait for you to do something to me, but hey, I don't like you because if you're coming from the Middle East, you're going to do what? You're going to rape people, right? You're going to blow people up. You're going to chop heads off. You're going to do all that kind of, I don't want to be in danger from a bunch of Muslims. I don't want to be in danger from a bunch of sexually repressed people. I don't want to be in danger from a bunch of people that don't speak my language because what happens whenever we don't understand each other, there's confusion, there's chaos, there's co collision and controversy. I don't want to be around people that don't know what I, how I speak or how I act. This is my home. This is not your home. You are a foreigner coming to my home. This is immigration. Naturalization naturalization is you are already here you are already here you are here I can't write you are here now on and then all you're doing is you're talking about status which confers benefits status benefits and this is uh, what we want to say is so so here the naturalization process is getting the alien the foreigner to be over here on the native so they're already here but now the naturalization process is to get them over here so they enjoy the benefits of the natives so immigration is physically coming here naturalization is you're already here but now we're just going to change your status and your benefits from one who's a foreigner to one who's been here the whole time the u.s constitution grants the uniform rule of this this the u.s constitution does not talk about this the u.s constitution does not cover this at all the u.s constitution covers this not u.s constitution so this is uh um, 
Yeah, no, I, this is so not U.S. Constitution, not U.S. Constitution, U.S. Constitution. Does that make sense? Naturalization, you're already here, alien to native to get benefits, U.S. Constitution. Immigration, you are a foreigner coming to America. This is not the U.S. Constitution. Now, let's get back to our Supreme Court case. Because whenever the, he's saying the government has broad undoubted powers of the subject of immigration, the status of aliens, understand what he's talking about. Understand what he's talking about. He's saying this authority rests in part on the national government's constitutional power to, quote, establish a uniform rule of naturalization, which is what we covered. Right? And its inherent power as a sovereign, <laughs> what is a sovereign, to control and conduct relations with foreign nations. Right? Now he says here, the federal power to determine immigration policy is well settled. Now this is not actually law. This is doctrine. This, is, this statement right here is not law. That's just him saying doctrine. Something saying something is well settled is case law thinking. This is a hoax. This is how law schools teach attorneys to think that it has to be treated by a case uh, like uh, as part of a subject of cases. No, the in the law is that the state, let me look this up. In the, in the law is that if you're coming into uh, my home, I can say, I want to let in Bob. Bob is good, but we're going to block uh, Frank. So we don't want Frank to come in, but we'll let Bob in. Why? Because it's my home and I, I like Bob because Bob can add value. Bob's a worker. Bob loves Jesus. Bob speaks American. Bob uh, is not a freaking terrorist. Frank uh, is a military-aged male from a pro-rape country who wants to go around where a bunch of American girls are and prey on them. So no, we don't want Frank. We want Bob. Okay. So this is the power of, of saying, um, we want this guy. We don't want this guy. By saying federal immigration law or immigration policy is well settled, is saying that we're going to say Bob is no longer Bob. We're just now going to say good and bad. So policy is now establishing there are categories of good people and categories of bad people. So good people, bad people. Good people can come in, bad people out. That's what a policy does. Right? So whenever you say it's well settled, what you've said is you've acknowledged this right here. You've acknowledged good and bad. Now the decision is whose choice is it? And you're about to see that if someone is good, you, you can let them in your home if you want to. Just because you know I may be a, a good person, which we're not because all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, but just because I'm a good person or I you know, may be beneficial to your nation doesn't mean you have to let me in. If I come knocking at your door and I got, hey, I got a million bucks and I'll fix the broken light and fix the toilets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you may want me to come in because you don't want to have to deal with your own stuff. But you can tell me no. <laughs> you don't have to let me in just because I got skills and the potential. You can say, no, get out of here. I don't want anybody in my house. I like my broken toilets. I like my broken light. I might have to find a do-it-yourself YouTube video to do it. Right? So this notion of good and bad is the policy. So then you have to understand this. This right here is what everyone's arguing about. Who determines who's good and who's bad? Who determines who comes in and who stays? Notice that this is not the conversation of the open border. Mass migration is not talking about 
this mass migration is talking about this but this the policy of coming in or out is going to be umbrellaed or excuse me it's now smuggled in under naturalization how well he tells you immigration policy can affect trade investment tourism diplomatic relations for the entire nation as well as the perceptions and expectations of aliens in this country who seek the full protection of its laws that right there is freaking hoax law he is saying he's literally saying look at this let's look at this as we look at the picture he is saying that immigration policy policy affects what trade investment tourism diplomatic relations for the entire nation and perceptions which is so stupid well other people are going to think we're stupid so you got to take all these immigrants into your country oh you're right because we can't be seen as racist or sexist or homophobes or or anything like that so so why does to the u.s supreme court right and remember the biden doj sent the letter the Biden DOJ said, Abbott, we're going to sue you, and we're going to sue you based on this stupid court case. And what was the stupid court case? Arizona versus United States, 567 uh, US 387, which is this right here. And it says, the government has the of the United States has broad and doubted power over the stab of the subject of immigration and status of people, right? But what are they talking about? The actual case law, The excuse me, I shouldn't say case law. The actual case is saying what? What's the case saying? The actual case is saying, yeah, it's well settled because immigration affects trade, investment, tourism, diplomatic relations. You understand what they're doing? What they're doing is they're making policy commerce. They're making it commercial. Trade, commercial. Investment, commercial. Tourism, commercial. Diplomatic relations. Okay, well, that's just a fudge thing. Like, well, you can't, well, you, we got to be nice to you. We got to, shut up. That's diplomatic relations with respect to the, uh, where was that? Where'd it go? That's diplomatic relations with respect to what? The federal government. The federal constitution. Dealing with international laws is, is, the, is the federal government, the federal constitution with other nations. Right? But what we're talking about is a bunch of people who aren't from here coming here. So if there's foreigners, aliens coming here and they're going to rape people and they're going to kill people right that's not the same thing as commercial interests that that's where these that that's the mind virus that right there is this So, so if the if the U.S. federal government has the power over naturalization, naturalization is not immigration. Immigration is not naturalization. The U.S. Supreme Court is saying the policy of determining who can come in and who can't come in is based on commercial aspects. So why why do they do this? Because Article One, Section Eight, Clause what was it three, is regulate commerce. And he's literally telling you. He's literally telling you perceptions of diplomatic relations for the entire nation. Now, why would he say that? Because the stupid constitution, I shouldn't say stupid constitution, because the U.S. constitution says what? 
regulate commerce with foreign nations among the several states with the Indian tribes. They just made immigration commercial. And by making immigration commercial, they will take this, which is really about foreigners coming into your home, and they'll make it this. That's what they've done. Now, follow the letter, right? Follow the, um, what else do I want to say? Let's, let's go back to the letter, this. Let's go back to this letter, and let's read. They say what? Right? The, um, uh, no, 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 I, I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Let's go back to the case. To the case, uh, what did Arizona do? He tells you. He tells you exactly what it did. To address pressing issues related to the large number of aliens within its borders, which means Arizona has borders, who do not have a lawful right to be in this country, notice the conflation, country versus state. So its borders is Arizona's borders. This country is conflating the United States with the mind virus, right? The, the, the Supreme Court, the guy here is saying, if you are in Arizona, you are in territorial United States. He's then making the conflation that the U.S. Constitution has control over the territorial United States, which is distinct from the its borders of Arizona. So Arizona is a physical state. It's got definitive boundaries. It's got a specific uh, sovereignty over this specific situation where it's at, and it has borders. But then he says, do not have lawful right to be in this country. That's a conflation. That, that's a freaking, please slow down and see the hoax going on. The state of Arizona is not the United States. The United States is not Arizona. The United States as a corporation, because all governments are corporations, is founded on a piece of paper called the Constitution. That Constitution only grants certain powers to government in the federal government. The federal government is not given the power of uh, to control immigration or international borders, the federal government was given the power to establish a rule of uniform naturalization, which means that somebody is already here. So if you are here naturalizing to the United States, which is not the same as naturalizing to the state of Arizona, but naturalizing to the United States presumes, excuse me, it, it means you're already here. But yet they're saying you can't shut down the border in this letter. You can't arrest these people because the precedence, the case law, says that the freaking federal government can regulate what? The borders. Control, regulating immigration and controlling international borders based on what? Based on what we, you know, what I showed you. Based on, um, where to go, where to go, where to go, where to go. There we go. Based on, um, uh, yeah, no, I got to turn this off. Sorry, bro. Producers of one, folks. Producer of one. And producer of one is difficult, so you can go ahead and uh, do the uh, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Support me, my family, the ministry here, and the stuff that I'm giving away for free if it helps. Amen. Uh, the federal government or the federal power to determine immigration policy is well said. Immigration policy affects trade, investment, tourism. See, the Supreme Court is conflating that the United States federal government can regulate commerce, which means it necessarily, it's his argument is saying because immigration policy, policy can affect trade. Now, the question is, what does the power of the state have? 
Because if the U.S. Constitution, if the U.S. Con where we go, where we go, where we go, if the U.S. Constitution, if the U.S. Constitution, right, the people grant the power. If the U.S. Constitution grants powers, right, there's we the people grant federal uh, federal constitution, right, which is what this guy is claiming immigration and borders, right. Show this to me anywhere. They don't have it. The federal constitution has naturalization. I can't spell. That's fine. And these guys necessarily have immigration. Why? Because these guys have borders. States have borders. The federal government doesn't have borders. United States does not have borders. To call something an international border is to take away the fact that it's bordering a state. You're taking away a state's border and you're making it a federal border, or an international border. Right, so if you've got America generally drawn, right, right, you've got, if you think this is the United States, you got Texas, you got Oklahoma, right, you've got California, you've got, what was it, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, right, like you got your states, Florida, right, like you got your individual states, and each one of these guys has one of these things. And every single one of these things, as we saw in the case, as we saw right here, every single one of these things has a what? Border. So if every single one of these, if every single one of these things right here has a border, those borders are regulated and understood as the, under the state constitution and not the federal constitution. The federal constitution speaks to naturalization. The state constitution implies immigration because it specifies its borders. How do I know that? Let's go to our state constitutions. Let's go to Arizona. You can go to Ballotpedia, get your era of state constitutions, Arizona Constitution. Here's your Arizona Constitution. Boom. Now, why? State boundaries. Boom. <laughs> it literally tells you, right? Now, it, it says, it says, uh, thence along with the international boundary line between the United States and Mexico. Right. So it's acknowledging that there's an international boundary line between the United States and Mexico. But that right there doesn't preclude the distance that's in the boundaries of the state of Arizona. Right. So I'm um, hold on. Let me let me show you this. If you've got Arizona, let's just say Arizona is this. Right. If you've got Arizona. Right. You've got what was it? California here. What's north of Arizona? Colorado. And then you got New Mexico. Right. If you've got Mexico right here, this boundary right here, international boundary, right? Because it's between two different nations. You've got America to the north and you've got not America to the south. So if you cross this boundary, what are you in? Are you in the territorial United States? Yes. But are you in Arizona? Yes. And so what they're doing, what the, what the federal government is doing, the federal government that was established on a piece of paper here, New Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C. is asserting influence over Arizona, even though it wasn't, it was given naturalization and not immigration. Why? Because of commerce. And the way that they're doing it is they're saying, as soon as you cross this border, right here, you're an alien and you're not under the jurisdiction of America or Arizona. 
Here, you're still an alien, even though they're going to call you um, a non-citizen. But here, you're under an. Uh, here, you are now. You're simultaneously in Arizona, physically in Arizona, the borders of Arizona. But the federal government, because it's produ it's projecting its power in there, it's going to say now that there is some type of commercial impact. There's a commercial effect. Commercial impact, commercial effect. And it's this commercial effect that they're fighting. This is what the case, Arizona v. U.S., what was it, 567, whatever. The case law, which is stupid and a hoax and dumb and gay, but this, uh, this court case is saying, Arizona is saying, uh, we don't want this alien here. And uh, the United States federal government is saying, well, we regulate this border right here based on commercial impact. Right? So the fact is that what did Arizona do? Arizona did what? In that case, what did Arizona do? Arizona, right, who did not have lawful rights to be in country, the state of Arizona in 2010 enacted a statute. Just stop right there. That's what Arizona did. So in response to illegals coming into, right, in, in response to aliens coming into Arizona, what did Arizona do? Arizona, its constitution, enacted a statute. So this statute was called what? It was uh, Support Our Law Enforcement and Safe Neighbors Act. Support Our Law Enforcement and Safe Neighbors Act. Right? Solsna, Solsna uh, was, was for what? Right? Called the Support Our Law Enforcement Safe Neighbors Act. The law is often referred to SB 1070, the version, version introduced to state Senate. Uh, its stated purpose is to, quote, discourage and deter the unlawful entry and presence of aliens and economic activity by persons unlawfully present in the United States. What did Arizona just do? Arizona, in its own purpose, the purpose of the legislation, which is why it's important for you to read the legislation, Arizona legislature wrote a statute and what was the purpose, right? Deter, uh, what was it? Um, entry, unlawful entry, unlawful entry and what? Economic activity. So the state legislation wrote the SOLSNA, the Support Our Law Enforcement and Safe Neighbors Act, to deter unlawful entry and economic activity. And what did the United States federal government do? The United States federal government did what? They're gonna say, well, we got the, the federal government's got naturalization. The uh, state government, yeah, go ahead and do that support link, amen. Thank you, producer of one. Um, the state governments have immigration, but what did the Supreme Court say? Supreme Court said that the policy of coming into the nation, right? Immigration is coming into the nation. The policy of coming into the nation is affecting commerce. And because the state wrote its statute based on commercial activity, the US federal government, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, said that we now get to regulate commerce. And because the federal government gets to regulate commerce, what they're doing is they're taking immigration making it into a commercial impact. Because remember, what was the words that they said? The words that they said was what? It, immigration policy can affect trade. So they're arguing a potentiality. They're not even arguing a cause. 
they're just arguing the fact that, well, this can affect trade. And because it can affect trade, we're going to umbrella immigration up underneath naturalization. And that's how they get away with it. That literally right there is where things are going. So the mass migration of aliens into this nation is because of a commercial, um, is it because of the parasite um, conflating words. So once again, Yeah, you got to get that parasite out. Uh, Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to be doing immigration part three, where, we'll, we are, where we will jump into what the state's uh, powers are. Uh, and just to wet the whistle a little bit, let's look up Arizona Constitution. Uh, let me take this off. Um, Arizona Constitution, so it's got boundaries, but let's go to um, Declaration of Rights. Article 2, Section 1. Uh, Arizona Constitution of Frequent Recurrence of Fundamental Principles is essential to the security of individuals and the perpetuity of free government. And look at this. All political power is inherent in the people, and governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed and are established to protect and maintain individual rights. We will talk about that, Lord willing, tomorrow, um, because therein is the powers of the state to defend its borders, to deport people, to not let people in and whenever the federal government comes down and says we're going to sue you understand that it's with a commercial presumption that they're trying to use authority and the states can absolutely say these this is our territory it is not your territory and these aliens are you know they're, they're dangerous and that's what we'll look at lord willing tomorrow but the most important thing i want to talk to you about is the gospel of Jesus Christ. You and I are sinners. Jesus paid the fine on the cross. Because we have sinned, we fall short of the glory of God. God wants fellowship with us, but he's perfect and he's a judge, which means he's not going to permit sin or lawlessness in his presence. So for the whole of human history before Jesus, people had to work to do something and every single one of them failed. It was only by God's grace that anyone would be saved. But they got to kill goats and they got to do prayers and they got to wear stuff and they got to do all sorts of stuff. When Jesus came to earth through the virgin birth of Mary, he lived a sinless life. When he took the cross, he did so voluntarily out of love for us and obedience to the Father. That death on the cross was the atoning sacrifice. See, before you had to kill goats and sprinkle the blood and do everything, the crucifixion was the sacrifice of Jesus to take my place, to take your place. When you hear the gospel, as you're hearing now, because Jesus was put into the grave physically dead, his physical death shows the end of sin's effect. The wages of sin is death. So when you violate God's law, you will die. When you violate God's law, you are going to be punished with death. God literally pays you in death for your sin. He will kill, he will, you will die physically here and you will be in hell for eternity, roasting and burning and crying out in a lake of fire unless you've got atonement for your, uh, for your sins. 
when Jesus physically rose from the grave, it shows that he has the power over death. His life is the resurrection. He is the light of the world. He conquered death on the cross. He conquered sin on the cross. Now we are in the time that whenever you hear this, your response is to believe. If you do not believe the gospel, the gospel is worthless to you. In fact, the more that you hear the gospel and know about Jesus and you don't believe him, the worse you'll be because you will have been made known how God provided for you the path, the only path to salvation. Your response to this is to believe the gospel, believe that this is true, believe Jesus lived the perfect life, he was born of a virgin, he died on the cross, because he died he then physically resurrected, believe that, but also believe that that's God's provision for you, that's God's provision for salvation, to atone and remit your sins with the blood of Jesus Christ, it's that blood that washes away your sins, because Jesus died a vicious, horrible, traumatic, unjust, bloody death, that crucifixion, that blood, his, his life's blood, that perfect blood washes away those sins. When you believe that, you will confess your sin. You will repent of your sin. You don't just get to live the same life you're living and believe in Jesus. That's not going to happen. How can Christ be your king, but you're worshiping and obeying another master? The master of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. How can you love this world and do what the world, uh, what you want to do in this world and what, what, what the world would have you do. How can you do that and love Jesus? That's impossible. That's a hoax. When you hear the gospel, you will believe and obey the gospel. You'll believe that it's true and then you will obey and participate. The participation is that you will be baptized in his name. You will confess your sins and you will repent. Baptism is not you doing anything. It's an operation of the Lord, Colossians 2 verse 12. Someone will baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is important because it's symbolizing the death, the bear, the resurrection. When you do this, you're, the old is gone, the new has come. You are a new creation in Christ. Um, it is awesome. It's necessary to avoid hell. But now that I am in Christ, you read the Bible because it's what God wants you to do. It's how God talks to you. You want to hear God talking? Read the Bible. You want to hear him talking out loud? Read it out loud. Believe the gospel, my friends. Hey, this is a new year, new time to think about stuff. Appreciate y'all watching. One of the best ways you can do to support me, the work I do here, because I went for an hour plus on the fundamental law. I've showed you stuff that I don't think that I don't think anyone's ever done. Now, uh, my teacher is Dave Jose. You can go to to follow him on uh, Twitter. Real Dave cares for you with the the letter U. Um, so I learned from him. If you want to learn specifics, he's got webinars stuff like that. If you want to support the uh, the the efforts that I do, the best way to do that is PatriotSwitch.com/slash/Jaren. It takes the money that you're already spending on household goods and it switches it over to American manufacturing. That's it. Take the money you're already spending, switch it over. Uh, that's the best way to support me. Another way is that HumbleWB.Coffee. HumbleWB.Coffee. This is a private membership association. The benefit is the coffee. The membership fee is the price of participating and joining. For that, it is directly uh, delivered to your house. It's delicious air-roasted coffee. Normal coffee. 99% of normal coffee companies put the bean in the metal barrel, spin it around, set it on fire makes it burnt, it gets it gritty, it does, it's, it's inconsistent, which is sometimes it's just really, hor it's horrible. And they gotta load it up with a bunch of fake stuff. 
to counter that, the natural way, the God-designed way, is to have it perfect on a cushion of air so it's perfectly roasted, consistent, and you don't have to load it up with a bunch of fake stuff. So delicious air-roasted coffee delivered right to your door. Membership fee there. Uh, go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. Till next time, I am Jaron Jackson. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. I do love America. Do not quit. Share the message. Share the stuff. Appreciate you. God bless. Happy New Year. Go to war.